Hey everyone, it's Sharon here. Um, how are we? Exciting stuff. This time, 24 hours ago, I launched my affirmation cards and I've gone from 40 sets down to 20 sets. So um, actually, I think there's less than that because I think I've um, sent out 22 sets today of affirmation cards. So um, it was just such a pleasure today um, going to the post office and sending out so much happy mail um, because seriously, who wants crappy mail? One of the things that um, I'm going to be talking about over the next seven days is really bringing the buzz back. So this is something I've been banging on about for a little while now. Um, bringing the buzz back, putting the buzz back into being, it's something that I'm really, really passionate about. Um, and the reason that I am is because I've been tinkering with this myself for quite some time. So my journey has been unfolding over the last few years, but those of you who have um, been connected with me for some time, you would know that um, our journey probably started at the beginning of 2016. That's when it, it really kicked in. Um, although there were definitely elements in 2009 and again in 2013 that really um, pushed and stretched my edges beyond what I knew what was possible for me. Um, and then come 2016, I really felt that there was a, a powerful shift happening and, um, and by 2017 that, that shift had happened. That, that journey has continued in incredible ways and in ways that's really touched every aspect of my life. And that's why, you know, I really am, am very passionate about talking about transformation and holistic wellness through that lens of whole life. Everything's interconnected in our life, you know? We don't just have little pieces of our life that we can tease out and treat that as one thing, you know? If we're sick, it impacts on all areas of our life. If we're unhappy in our job, it impacts in all areas of our life. You know, if we're unhappy where we live, it's going to take its toll on how we show up for work, it's going to take its toll on our relationships, and um, and ultimately, it's going to take um, it's going to take its toll on our health. So, I want to take you on a bit of a journey. Um, if I wind the clock back to particularly when I was teaching, um, and when I was in the role of deputy principal, I was really tired most of the time. Um, I was really cranky a lot of the time. Um, my health took its toll and I was often feeling there was some kind of a disconnect from who I actually am. Um, it's almost like an out-of-body experience where we live in the shadows of our former self and there's something really... Um, uncomfortable about that and there's there's really a disconnect and we start to feel um you know we start to feel that we're you know we we lose our sense of identity it's often very common for um women after they've had children um perhaps after you know there's been a, a long-term relationship that might have ended um maybe somebody's felt you know a really significant change in their work life 
And for whatever reason, they start to realise that there's some kind of a disconnect between who they used to feel like they were and who they are now. And certainly as a mother and, um, and as a wife and as a woman of the world, it's easy to just keep on that treadmill and actually forget to take time to stop, pause and think about, well, hang on a minute, who am I now today and who am I becoming? And if we don't take time to actually stop and have a think about that, then we lose our identity. We are always changing, you know. Our life is, it's a constant transformational journey if you choose. But if you choose to stay stuck, then I guarantee that um, that when I describe what I've felt, that you probably felt that as well or you're perhaps feeling that right now. So I want to really share with you the things that I've done over, this is probably more so over the last two years um, to really put the buzz back, you know. I've done it more consciously than I did in the past. Certainly the shift came by 2017, powerful shift, like massive. And I've talked a lot about that, you know. I've talked a lot about um, my 50 by 50 bucket list, um, which my husband and I, we did together. I'm signalling. You can't see him, but he's just down to my left. Um, we wrote that together. And within the course of 12 months, it completely changed the whole entire direction of our life. And and for those friends who perhaps attended our final shindig before we left on our lap of Australia back in 2017, you would probably recall that um, that's one of our parting messages was write your bucket list, you know, write down all the things that you want to put your energy into and that you want to do because it'll start to change you. And that's exactly what happened to us. Back then, we didn't really realise what we were doing, you know. We were kind of just dream chasing and we were definitely powerfully manifesting and bringing great stuff into our lives, but we were doing it without a level of consciousness like we do now. And so I guess I want it to be my mission to really, you know, share that wisdom with you um, if you feel that that's you, perhaps you've had some really exciting times in your life and all of a sudden things don't feel quite right. So often that happens after, you know, after somebody buys a house or after they get married or um, find a, a lifelong partner. Perhaps it's after they have children. Um, perhaps it's after some major change in life and then all of a sudden it's like, well, hang on a minute, where do we lose our way? So if that's you, um, I really hope that you get something out of this these next seven days. What I'm going to be talking about is literally bringing the buzz back seven days, um, seven ways in seven days. So each day for the next seven days, I'm going to focus on a different area of focus um, and a different thing that I have done over that time and I continue to do. Um, because as I say, this this is not one thing, you know, there's no magic pill for this. I see often people saying, oh, you know, this one thing changed my life. Um, it's bollocks, actually. Um, definitely things influence our life and they can be pivotal, pivotal in our life. However, unless we do the inner work and we're, we're ready to receive whatever that message is um, and we're ready to pivot, then 
um, you may as well just go and throw spaghetti at the wall because that's what it's like. It's, you know, that's usually when someone finds that something is so life-changing, they're ready at that moment to receive that. So I hope that that's some of you. Um, I hope that you're ready to receive what I have to share. And um, I really appreciate that you're joining me here. And I hope that you get some value out of this. But like I say, it's, you know, you have to do the inner work as well as the outer work. So we can't manifest amazing things in our life unless we continue to change and evolve and do that inner work in order to bring those things in. So the things I'm going to be covering over the next seven days, um, tonight I'm going to be talking about self-care um, and I always put that at the top of my list. Whenever I do workshops, retreats, um, courses, uh, I nearly always talk first and foremost about self-care because without it, we are nothing. Um, we are just nothing. We are martyrs and uh, martyrdom is not fun. There's no joy in martyrdom. And uh, martyrdom ultimately energetically eats away at our insides. And perhaps if you're feeling um, if you're feeling quite empty on the inside, it's possibly because you've repeatedly been pouring from an empty cup and to the point that it just sucks every bit of life completely out of you and leaves you with very little to share um, other than feeling really empty and despondent and all those yucky feelings. So we're going to talk about self-care. Tomorrow we're going to talk about getting clear. Uh, now this is a big one because without clarity around where we're going um, and who we're becoming, then we lose our way. Okay, it's like um, it's like going to a destination without a roadmap. You won't find your way there ever, um, which means that you'll just stay stuck, right? Like you'll just literally stay in the same place and that might be a really comfortable place for you. Um, I get that staying stuck or staying still or stationary is comfortable. Um, however, it's rarely fulfilling. So, um, it, you know, it, it does help to really get clear about where you're going. And it doesn't mean that you have to move quickly, um, but I do recommend that you have some forward vision for your life, as well as spending time in the present, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, okay, another one is going to be on wellness, obviously. Um, we've made a huge wellness transformation. I'm really, really passionate about this because I know the effects on total wellness when it comes to our whole entire body um, and particularly our most important organs um, being our brain and our gut. So um, if we don't have wellness, then actually we've got three brains. We've got our head brain, our heart brain, and we've got our gut brain. And unless all of those three brains are healthy and well looked after, then, um, then we're not going to be happy. We're not going to be feeling our best. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. Um, we're also going to talk about how you start your day. Um, how you start your day is, it's a decision, you know, it's, it, it's you deciding who you're going to show up as today and how you're going to receive the world today. And if we don't spend some time thinking about that, um, then chances are we're going to be losing time. So each morning we have a new opportunity to decide who we're going to show up as in the world and then go about doing that and making a positive change for ourselves, for others, whatever it may be. 
So we're going to talk about how we start our day. Now, for a lot of people, particularly in the transformational and wellness space, you will often hear them say, you know, you've got to get up early, you've got to get up with the sun, um, you've got to exercise before you do anything else, you're going to eat a healthy breakfast. You might be surprised to learn, um, I'm actually not going to say those things. I've tried them. Um, I didn't find them overly fulfilling, I have to be honest. I, they definitely work for me in spurts. Um, and they work for me in certain modes. So those of you who've been following along, you know that I, I work in soul modes. It's a big part of um, how I operate. My energetic uh, livelihood is centered around my modes, totally in wild tonight. Um, but the, you know, the way I start my day varies. And there's a few things that I want to share with you that you can do. They don't have to require you taking a 10-kilometer jog. Um, they don't even have to require you um, getting out of bed with an alarm clock. If that doesn't feel good for you, um, then you don't have to do that. So make sure you are tuning in ready for that one. Um, the next one is vibration. So we're going to talk a bit about vibration. I have done uh, quite a long video before on how to raise your vibration, but I just want to bring it back to putting the buzz back and focusing on, um, on the importance of vibration and how we can keep it up in order to have the energy and the vitality um, and just that reverence to um to go out into the world and shine our light on it uh the next one is on spicing it up and um this is important particularly for the women it's something that has probably been one of the missing pieces for me the work i've been doing in soul modes has really led me to understand more powerfully what um the feminine energy that i bring uh to my marriage to the world um, and the way I can use that not only in my marriage but um, in sisterhood and how important that is in my life um, in being able to support other women and have other women support me and really getting back to um, I guess you could say really getting back to our ancestry and um, going back to the roots of time and perhaps um, a little bit more traditional roles in a lot of ways because as the world has evolved and moved on, <coughs> it's certainly been a lot more for women to... Um, it's been a heavier load that women now carry um, in today's society, but we are able to actually choose to still take with us elements of the past into the future. So, um, but with spicing it up, definitely um, for those women who perhaps feel like they've lost their glow, then um, that's going to be a great one for you to bring the light back. Um, and I guess if you think about it, when was the last time that you really took some time to perhaps get yourself dressed um, to go out with your lover, um, even if you're not going out with COVID, you know, perhaps you're staying in your pyjamas a lot. I know I was, um, but it's been really nice. I didn't really go anywhere today. I went to the post office, but I got up this morning and I did my hair and I did my makeup and I put my oils on and I drew a card and I matched my outfit um, I took some photos because I was like, yeah, this is amazing. Like, I feel really radiant. And 
I know that there was times years ago where I used to feel that like that a lot more often. Um, certainly that was pre-mum days. Um, but spicing it up is really all about that. It's about bringing your feminine energy to the space um, and seeing that power that it has not only on your significant other, um, but also even on your children, it can have a really, um, a really beautiful influence on your whole entire home life. So we're going to be talking about that. Um, and then the last one that I'm going to be focusing on is gratitude and, um, and the importance of gratitude. Practicing gratitude really brings us to the present moment and that's really important because it keeps us not, you know, always in the future or always in the past, but it really brings us into the present in a powerful way. And it helps us to count our blessings so we can um, really be grateful for what we've got in our life um, right here in the now. All right, so let's have a bit of a chat about self-care. Or something that might be really nice is um, what I would love is I love always watching and listening and learning about what other women do um, or men, doesn't matter, um, to take care of their self-care. What are the things that you do to really nourish your soul? Um, because for me, that's what self-care is really about. Certainly, it might look like me going to the hairdresser or taking a luscious bath or whatever it may be, but ultimately, there's a deeper level than the surface. Um, and the deeper level is at the, at the heart space and at the soul. And it's really nourishing those levels of ourself. So, um, yeah, self-care can feel really nice like that. Um, all right, so self-care. Um, I want to talk about self-care, particularly for parents. Um, and why it's so important. I alluded to this before, but you know, we simply can't pour from an empty cup. Um, even if you're a parent or you're not a parent, perhaps you are a carer for somebody. So, um, you know, perhaps if you don't have kids, you might be responsible for caring for a member of your family, um, perhaps someone elderly, disabled, whatever it may be. Um, but I think it's really important that um, we are very consciously aware that when we're not looking after our own needs, we can't look after the needs of others. You know, it's the old apply your own oxygen mask before helping others on the aircraft. We simply can't do it. But for whatever reason, parenting has almost become martyrdom. You know, if we go back to our roots, parenting didn't look like it does now. You know, we raised children in a village. We had other parents there to help us, you know. The, the group of men took the boys away. The group of women sat and, you know, with the girls. The, we, we didn't actually operate in this same sort of silo that we operate in today's society. So, you know, if we just think about that and the load that that actually puts on each and every one of us as a parent, it's quite huge. But instead of us resisting and pushing back and saying, well, okay, I, you know, I have a bigger responsibility than my ancestors did. I'm going to look after myself. For whatever reason, we are almost caught in this competition situation where we feel like we've, you know, we've, if we don't do all the things that we're failing at parenthood or life or whatever. And parenthood has really become, um, you know, almost a state of martyrdom. So... I'm, I'm here to say we're going to leave that story behind. Um, parenting does get to feel good 
and it gets to look like taking care of yourself first before your children. And I guess if you think of it like this, you are a role model for your children. Would you want your child not ever taking care of themselves, but always looking after everybody else around them first? You know, do you want your um, your daughters or your sons growing up to feel the same way that you do? So if the answer to that is no, then what example are you showing them in, um, in making sure that you show them and demonstrate for them the importance of looking after yourself in order to be able to look after others? And I, I'm sure that you'll find perhaps there is a time where... Um, I'm just being very presumptuous here. <laughs> um, it's quite possible that you always practice self-care and that's wonderful. Um, but I'm pretty sure that at some stage you've forgotten about it. However, if you think about one time in your life, perhaps you're a parent and maybe you and your partner went away for a night or two, think about how that felt when you came back to the family or perhaps, you know, as maybe... If you're a mum, you decided to go to the day spa for the day, you went and had your hair done, you might have gone to the shops. How then do you return to your family? Do you return to your family feeling resentful, bitter? It's probably not likely. You probably come home, you're looking forward to seeing them, they notice how radiant you are, they're probably, you know, the kids are probably enraptured with how beautiful you're looking or how relaxed. Um, your lover is seeing that beautiful light shine out in you and the world feels really nice for a little while. So if you can think about a time when that has happened, um, you'll really understand where I'm coming from. Um, so what is self-care and how does it look? Um, it actually looks really different for everybody and for me, um, mine looks different depending on the mode that I'm in. So when I'm talking about mode, I'm talking about soul modes here. I don't have a copy within arm's reach, but soul modes, of course, is um, the book um, and the trainer that I am, um, soon to be certified. Um, but I talk about soul modes because it's really important that we understand that what we might feel like in wild mode like I'm in at the moment, is not what I would find nourishing when I'm in bear mode, which is probably coming in the next day or two. Now, when, um, when we're in bear mode, it's usually where we might not feel like being around other people. We might just feel like going into ourselves. We might not even want to be at a day spa where we've got other people around us, touching us, whatever. Um, although some people will find that incredibly nourishing. Um, if we are in um, super mode, having a day of super, super relaxation might not feel good either. So to give you an example on Mother's Day, Mother's Day and I, we don't, we don't get along too well. Um, I'm hoping to change that story, but, um, you know, Mother's Day is always a really difficult day for me. And this year um, I experienced a really low bear mode, really very powerful, low, lowest of low bear modes. And um, that lasted for probably half of the day. Um, but by the time the middle of the day came around, I had shifted my energy. 
a reason I, I can do that is because I'm more acutely aware of my modes. So I didn't fight it. I didn't try and push on and pretend to my kids that I was happy to receive their gifts and all the world was lovely while inside I'm dying. Um, to me, that's martyrdom. That doesn't feel good. That's not me caring for myself. I want my kids to see the full gamut of emotions. Um, you know, life is mad, bad, sad, and all the feels as well as being um joyful and, and, you know, enlightening and all those other things. So I want them to know and understand that, you know what, um, mum doesn't feel great today. And so I spent that morning in bed crying most of the day. And, and once I had allowed that to pass through me, because keep in mind, emotion is energy in motion. It moves through us. And the sooner that we acknowledge and allow it to move through us, the sooner we can move into the next mode. So I let that emotion really flood me and flow through me. I didn't try and fight it. In fact, if anything, I tried to bring it forward. I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't oppress it. That can be, again, something if we keep squashing our, our feelings it causes blockages in our body energetically. So we either end up with things like gut problems or headaches or tension. Um, we might even have sexual dysfunction because we hold a lot of tension in our vagina as women. Um, so it can look like a whole range of different things if we hold on to that emotion. So it's very important for me, part of my self-care, because I know these things, is to let that emotion pass. And if I can feel it's building up, building up, building up, building up, that's where a lot of people will just go, and just keep squashing it down. But when you know to bring it to the surface and let it overflow, that feeling will pass quicker and then you can keep cycling on with your day. Energy and motion, it's passed and it's, it's moved on. So I tended to, on that morning, um, you know, I thought the, the, the hurtful thoughts, I remembered my mum, you know, I spent time going deep with that and, you know, thought about what she'd think and what she'd say if she was here now and all the things that, you know, it hurts to bring to the surface and that brought about a really strong release of emotion, um, a flood of tears, crying, sobbing, weeping, through, you know, like whole body emotion, but it gave me a big, strong sense of clearing and release, energetic release. So um, definitely always do that whenever you can, you know, release that out. But the thing was, is once that had happened, the curious thing about that day is I found myself after that had gone and I moved into super mode, what looked for me like self-care on that day was not to then go off and enjoy my children or whatever it was. I literally locked myself in the bathroom, cranked up the music and scrubbed the bejesus out of the shower. And that was very nourishing and cathartic to me on that day. So I guess I just want to really emphasize that, you know, working with your modes is very powerful when we're talking about self-care, 
because we are often um, under the misconception that self-care is going to the hairdresser and that's the only thing that we can do. But it can actually look like doing something that is otherwise deemed as a chore, perhaps on a different day. So that's self-care. Now, what I wanted to um, share with you, and I will put um, a, a graphic of this up. I can't remember whether I've shared it before or not. But what I've got here is 101 ways to practice self-care. Um, it's an original list. Uh, I've come up with a lot of these um, myself, as well as taken ideas from here, there and everywhere. Um, but there's a whole lot of different ideas that come from a whole heap of um, different things. So, you know, 101 different ways here. But as I say, it can look different to everybody. Um, it will, it will, it will absolutely look different to um, different people on different days. And, and sometimes that changes over time. So um, one thing that I find is um, at the moment, I'm not keen on exercise. I just don't feel like I'm moving my body, but I'm just, I'm just moving my body in other ways. Um, you know, going down to the sand and pounding out um, you know, a jog is just not feeling good to me right now. But I know because I have observed this thing over a period of time that come the spring, um, I'll be all about that. When the weather starts to warm up, I'll feel like jumping out of bed earlier. I'll feel like going for longer walks on the beach or wherever. Um, but right now that doesn't feel good for me. So sometimes what we enjoy as self-care might actually look different in different seasons as well as our modes. Um, but in all honesty, um, there's so many different things that we can do for self-care. Um, one of the things I've got here is send 10 friends a happy message. Um, now, if you think about it, there's something incredibly nourishing sometimes in really just giving some love to um, to another person. Um, and we almost, you know, it's like holding up a mirror. It, some of it radiates back to us. So um, so I'm going to pop a, um, a graphic of this. I'll drop it in the comments, but I'll also do a separate post on it because um, I don't know how well it'll come up. And I'll also put a link to the PDF in case anybody would like to download it, print it. You might like to laminate it and stick it on your fridge. Um, I certainly like to get in my Soul Modes journal um, and um, just note down um, what my self-care thing has been, you know? Um, just when I'm thinking about what I've done for self-care, um, just sort of taking note and particularly joining that up with my modes because I just find that really interesting. But it's a beautiful, nourishing thing to do. Self-care is so important. It doesn't matter what age, what stage. Um, it is a way of fueling and filling our cup. And um, that way we've got more to pour out and let that overflow to others. So it's always... When our cup fills, it's the overflow that other people get. So we're not taking away from anybody. In fact, the opposite is true. The more we pour in, the more overflow that there is for other people around us and who come into contact with us. So um, let's do away with the martyrdom and, um, and start concentrating on some self-care. And that is day one of Bring the Buzz Back, Seven Ways in Seven Days.
Thank you so much. I hope you found that interesting. Um, give it a like, give it a share. And that's all from me. Good night, guys.